You're tuned into the Awakening Zone Radio Network, your news and information source for empowered spiritual awakening. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello and welcome. I'm thrilled to have you back for another episode of Pure Presence. There's never a shortage of information to share regarding the current energetic patterns and fun ways to play in this energy. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about Pure Presence. During this show, you'll be offered information and reminders of who you really are. You'll be offered these reminders through the words that you hear and in the silent spaces between the words. Each episode will address various topics, but all for the same purpose. The clear intention of pure presence is that you know for certain and experience the bigness of who you are. The last half-hour segment of each episode will consist of an energetic integration and balance session. In this segment, you will hear vocal toning, light language, and other right brain techniques for the purpose of supporting your alignment to you. This process is used specifically to bypass the left brain's tendency to simply remind you of what you already know and to allow you to expand beyond your limited patterns. Most people tend to feel deeply connected to a bigger part of themselves at the completion of these sessions. For that reason, when we are complete, I will, lo- I will leave you with a few closing remarks about how to get more information about this work and future offerings. If you would like to listen to this alignment but not participate in the energy work, just set your intention and it will be so. For those of you who have questions or comments, you can join me in the Awakening Zone chat room after the episode. Before we begin, I have a few announcements. For those of you listening to Pure Presence on Blog Talk Radio, we'd love to have you join us at the Awakening Zone. Programming on the Awakening Zone is free and you don't have to register to listen in. Now, a message from Awakening Zone founder, Jeff Hoppe. Hi, this is Jeffrey Hoppe for the Crimson Circle. Thanks for listening to today's program on the Awakening Zone, the international network for empowered human awakening. The Awakening Zone is produced and sponsored by the Crimson Circle on the web at www.crimsoncircle.com. The website is a safe space to experience your spiritual journey without membership or dues and no dogma or rules. It's a gathering place for anyone who is awakening, no matter what their background or beliefs. The Crimson Circle Library contains over 10 years of some of the most insightful and provocative spiritual information available today, with channeled messages from the popular Tobias, Tumi Lal Singh, and Adama St. Germain. Everything in the library is free. Just log in and download it in text, audio, or video formats. On the website, you can also find out about upcoming workshops and events, including tours to sacred and powerful sites around the world. Also, check out the store for a wide selection of home study courses and special topic channels. And finally, see if there's a Crimson Circle certified teacher in your area. They offer classes on subjects ranging from death transitions, 
spiritual birthing, ascension, clearing energy imbalances, and creating your own reality. With over 500 certifications worldwide, there's likely to be a Crimson Circle teacher near you. When you go to the Crimson Circle website, you'll see right away that you are not alone. There are humans all over the planet who, like you, are discovering the God within. Crimson Circle at www.crimsoncircle.com Proud sponsors of the Awakening Zone Radio Network. And now, back to today's program. And in an effort not to interrupt our energy work as we move from information on peer presence right into that, the Awakening Zone Academy offers great classes, and here's just a little bit about that upcoming opportunity. Awakening Zone Academy, online classes for new energy lifestyles. Hello, I'm Tracy Smith, co-founder of A Creative Space and a business coach. A Creative Space is all about helping people create lives they love, doing what they love with people they love in places they love. In the course of my work, I often find that the main obstacle people face is money. They often feel they just can't make money doing what they love. And this sent me looking for something that would help, and I found the work of Kendall Summerhawk, and in particular the Sacred Money Archetype she's created. The Sacred Money Archetypes transformed my relationship with money, and I would love to help you do the same. So I've created a special Sacred Money Archetype program exclusively for the Awakening Zone Academy. In this program, you'll discover your Sacred Money Archetypes, and this will unlock what makes you tick when it comes to money so you can stop wasting precious time and energy trying to fit yourself into a box of what you think you should do money-wise and instead empower yourself with money. The program is in three parts and starts in the Academy on the 20th of February. I look forward to you joining me. Thank you. For more information on this class, please visit Awakening Zone Academy. And you can also go to facebook.com forward slash Awakening Zone Academy to register and win a free spot on Tracy's course. So make sure you do do that, facebook.com forward slash Awakening Zone Academy and register for a free spot on Tracy's course. So welcome everybody, welcome back to Pure Presence Aligning to Self. Today I want to have a conversation with you, a little deeper dive, I guess, into this new neurology. So we've been talking about this for the last few episodes, but as we've been talking with it, working with it, you know, kind of uh, being the space of this new neurology, there are also some manifestations of that new neurology that are already kind of, um, already coming into fruition. And so I want to have a conversation with you today about those and also in the energy work really support the ability to take on some of these uh, new skill sets that are available within this new neurology. So as I shared before, the neurology, the new neurology that is coming in and shifting is really 
moving us out of limitation. And so we can say that, you know, it's moving us out of limitation, but what the heck does that mean? What? How does that actually show up? And quite honestly, you know, although I can see the patterns of things, I'm not always necessarily certain as to how those kinds of things are going to play out. And I'm definitely not certain about how that will play out for, you know, an individual. I can see kind of the collective um, movement. But for you as an individual, you know, what's possible within that will really have a lot to do with what your masteries have been up until this uh, into, up until this incarnation and also just how available you are, how allowing you are of this shift that's taking place. And so one of the things that I've noticed recently with the new neurology is that many people are becoming much more aware of some of their capabilities and capacities. And I don't mean simply, um, you know, psychic skills or telepathic skills or those kinds of things. I'm not talking about the ones that you might have already been aware of because, you know, who you are in the world in this lifetime kind of thing. What I'm noticing is people are becoming more aware of the capacities and capabilities that they are, not that they do, but that they are, and they're becoming conscious of those. So, for instance, many of us who have an interest in this kind of information, we're pretty aware that we are here to support humanity's growth and to do that through becoming more conscious and more aware ourselves. But we also come with capabilities and capacities. So the capability and the capacity may be to clear um, heavier energies or clear uh, levels of consciousness that are more like noise than they are like coherent information. So what I've noticed lately is a lot of people, all of a sudden, they're becoming very well aware that on a very unconscious level, they move throughout their days clearing energy left and right and not clearing energy from their past, not clearing energy um, from necessarily even from their emotional, mental, physical bodies, um, but clearing the collective consciousness energy. So many of you have probably had experiences when you participated in something, you leave that experience, and all of a sudden you feel heavy, or you have a conversation with a single person and you leave that conversation feeling heavier um, than the person leaving that conversation feels. A lot of that, as I shared a little bit last time, has to do with this capacity for you to clear energy and, and it clears through the physical, mental, and emotional body. In the past, our limitations the way the neurology was set up before, we would have physical symptomology. We would have emotional symptomology or mental symptomology. 
And when we had that, we would typically go into some kind of wrongness. You know, something was wrong with us because we were having the experiences that we were having. And do you ever notice that sometimes the people that you consider the most aware and the most conscious are also the people who have kind of a a real ebb and flow to their physical health and well-being, um, to the thoughts and feelings that they are expressing in any given moment. Part of that has to do with this capacity to clear uh, energy. And again, we, we do this all the time, all the time. It's like a certain level of consciousness um, allows for this energy to just move through. So the difference in this new neurology is I'm watching many people become very aware that they do this 24-7. It never shuts off. It is simply a capacity and a capability that they are. But as they become aware of this information, what they're doing, number one, they're not blaming their bodies so much. They're not blaming the the um, the upbringing or the uh, you know collective consciousness of humanity or those kinds of things. It's, instead of going into that blame mode or or even have to fix it mode many more people now are beginning to go into this mode of awareness. I am simply aware that this capacity exists, and now I choose to work with that capacity consciously instead of unconsciously. So we've talked in several episodes already about expansion, expansion, expansion. And when we first talked about it, you know, it was a nice... um, it was a nice thing to do. You know, it's a, that whole idea of, okay, whatever situation you're in, you expand, you expand, and expand. You get bigger than it versus smaller than it. Well, as this conscious comes into play and you have an issue with the physical body, thoughts that you can't seem to get rid of, feelings that are emerging seemingly from nowhere, um, The opportunity to consciously then choose, number one, consciously acknowledge this is a capacity. This is a a skill set, an awareness. And as we have have that, then we can automatically kind of go into, okay, how how big does one need to expand in order to let something that's coming through you that is a pattern within collective human consciousness, how big do you have to be in order for that to be a drop in the ocean versus something that really sets your physical, mental, and emotional bodies kind of into a tailspin? And so when I say that, I also want you to really get this awareness that that you are that big. You are you have the capacity to expand out and to function from that expanded place twenty four seven. 
you so maybe what's happening when the physical body, mental or emotional body is kind of brought something to the surface, maybe it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Maybe it is simply an indicator that you are functioning from a smaller state or a more constricted, limited state of consciousness than from the true consciousness that you are. Maybe all it's saying is expand, expand, expand. And as you expand, notice what disappears. Notice that even physical symptomology can disappear. We're so used to working within a certain frequency band, consciousness band, if you will, that we have forgotten that we can expand to such an extent that even physical symptomology can't exist in that space. So this opportunity, expanding out 360 degrees, you know, thousands, tens and thousands of miles, you know, light years, you know, the distances of galaxies, however you perceive it, but play with it because I think you'll notice that, number one, it will remind you of the consciousness that you are. It will remind you of the capacity that you have. It will alleviate you of some of the stressors that take place simply because, you know, you are the consciousness that you are. So really fun watching that one. And what I've also noticed is just with a few, uh, just, just placing our reference point in the vastness of our being, the fully expanded state of our own consciousness, it's really kind of exciting to watch things just simply fall away. It's, it, you know, it tinges on the miraculous, and yet the miraculous is always kind of manifest in this, the vastness of the consciousness that you are. I mean, all things are possible in that consciousness. One of the other things that I have also noticed with this new neurology is what I would consider a an advanced sensory system. So you've heard me say before that kids diagnosed with autism um, have an advanced sensory system. You've also probably heard me say before that, you know, we're kind of evolving toward that kind of experience um, we're kind of ascending as the kids are descending, so to speak. But what's been really fascinating to watch with the sensory experience is I'm also noticing people, myself included, who are, it's almost as if the, the human sensory system and the extrasensory system, so let's say, the occipital lobe of um, human neurology and the third eye, okay? So both, both opportunities for sight, one very physical, one 
kind of more geared toward the unseen realms. What I'm noticing lately is that that those two systems are beginning to function as one system. They're beginning to go together. And so the occipital lobe that and and the the two eyes, if you will, <clears throat> and the third eye are beginning to merge. And so instead of simply having access to what is seen right in front of you, you also, and when I say you, I mean not just those of us who are who are interested in these topics. This is part of the new neurology that is available um, to humanity at this point. So as those two eyes, if you will, go together with the single eye or the third eye, all of a sudden what we begin to see is, yes, we we continue to see it physically, but also, yes, with our eyes open, there is an opportunity to see beyond what is simply physical. So it's this part has been really kind of interesting and exciting to me. Um, and I guess it could be uh, disconcerting if we didn't do what, or if I wasn't aware of some of the things that I talked about just a minute ago as far as, okay, something's going on within the physiology, expand, expand, expand. So uh, an example of this is not too long ago, uh, the level two practitioners were working with this new neurology. We were working on with the mental body um, and building coherence in the coarse and fine bodies within the mental body. And as part of this process, the energy work, very much like we do here on Pure Presence, the energy work was uh, very physical. You know, we were in the occipital lobe. We were in the lobes and the um, structures and the synaptic connections of the neurology. Well, what was interesting is this showed up there, this occipital lobe going together with the third eye and there being something new because of that. And noticed what I noticed, hung up from speaking with them. And what I noticed immediately is that from my left eye, if I kind of looked to my left, everything appeared as it would. You know, the physical appeared as as if it was physical. If I looked at the same thing and I looked to my right, everything was, code. Everything was much like you would see kind of in the matrix, you know, that kind of information. So the same chair from the left eye looks like a chair. You look at it from the right angle, and now that chair is not necessarily a chair, but it's the code that makes up the chair. So that lasted for a couple hours. And And then all of a sudden it began to fade. And as I was asking, you know, did it disappear? You know, was that kind of a trial run between this new type of sensory system? Um, And it wasn't so much that it was a trial run, but that that both were coexisting. And after that two-hour period, both 
<clears throat> excuse me, both merged into um, a new opportunity or a new reality. So, so now looking at something, you see the physical, but you also see beyond the physical. This is one of the things I've talked about regarding children diagnosed with autism for a really long time. At the time I began talking about it, I didn't really realize that as we became that, as we, uh, as our sensory systems advanced, that we would be taking on some of the those kinds of skill sets, but that they would be very literal. Um, so, and that's what I'm noticing: very literal. So, same thing. Those places within our our neurology that are uh, provide us perceptual information about touch and taste and sound and smell, all of those are kind of getting enhanced right now. And so you might also know that some of you might still be having some kind of headachey kind of symptoms. You might be having some blurred vision. You might lose your sense of smell or have a very heightened sense of smell. Um, touch either somebody touching you or you touching somebody else, might provide much more information than what you have been consciously aware of before. And so as these these experiences begin to play out, again, really understanding part of this new neurology, part of... Um, Part of what we are becoming as new humans, part of what we are becoming without limitation, right? So I always like when the experience is available because I think, you know, for any one of us to have an experience, it tells us more about where we're going than just having a conversation about it. But again, this opportunity you know, I said at the beginning, you know, how open are you to have these experiences? And if you allow yourself to be open, you'll begin to know much more about what this is for you, what these capacities, capabilities are for you. And, not, and again, not because somebody tells you that they're available, but because you actually move into the opportunity um, of experiencing those. So this new sensory system really coming online. I was speaking with uh, Dr. Tiller yesterday and day before yesterday, and we were talking about also um, he would refer to the seen world as D space and the unseen world as R space. And I was kind of sharing with him a little bit about what was going on with the eyesight and things like that. And he said what, what he was watching in kind of the evolution of consciousness was that D space and R space would become uh, kind of cohabitate in the same space, right? They would There would be an opportunity for R space and D space to co-create together, if you will, but in you know in our reality, 
um, within the realms of our what we're experiencing as reality. And that over time, that D space would begin to fade and our space would begin to be our new space, so to speak. So what was unseen is now going to be seen. What was experienced in the subtle realms is now the experience of the physical domain, so to speak. Well, that part was interesting to me too as well because the other thing that I've noticed or heard about also having some experiences with is this opportunity to function um, in both realms but in the physical domain. So things get really interesting and maybe a little bit uh, funny here because you – because we've all kind of gone through, walked through a physical space, right, and had the feeling that somebody or something was in that space. You know, we go to look at uh, a location in the room because we feel like somebody's there, and yet they're not, we might be able to pick up that they are energetically there. We might even be able to pick up that we are having some kind of interaction with that energy, but we may not necessarily see them in the physical domain. That unseen realm doesn't usually come fully into perceptual light, right? So, But what's happening now as the neurology is fluctuating and R space and D space, the unseen and the seen realm, are becoming more one, then all of a sudden you have things that are showing up. You have things also that might be disappearing. So you have this space that is, um, that I, I guess the best way to describe it would be the space in between. So again, the collective consciousness of the children had talked a lot about the space in between. We'll meet you in the space in between is what they used to always say. And and I never quite got that either. You know, I mean, I, I understood what they were saying and I thought I had an awareness of it. But it's very different when you do meet in the space in between because the space in between is this merging of the unseen and the seen world into a brand new physical domain. So this is where things kind of get fun. Like I say, there may be manifestations for you that are showing up. And if they are, you know, noting that that might just be part of this, your own evolutionary process. It may be part of this new neurology. Um, The opportunity to desire something or have uh, an intention that something be made available to you, only to have it be made available you know, in a very short period of time, that, you know, we, many of you have kind of had those kinds of experiences where you kind of, um, oh, I'd like to have such and such, or I'm thinking about such and such, and that person calls, or that that um, opportunity shows up. So that's one level of functioning in this realm uh, with the seen and the unseen working together. But another level is literally things moving in and out of perceptual reality. So 
really, so again, Dr. Tiller, Bill and I were having a conversation the other day. I left his place, and as I left his place, I got into my car only to realize that my sunglasses I had left there. And I thought, fine, I'll just leave them there. Next week I will see them again. I'll pick them up then. Drove to the store to pick up some things on my way home, called them, said, listen, my glasses are with you. Just hang on to them and everything's fine. Looked in my purse, dumped my purse out, nothing there. And got back in the car after going to the grocery store and using the wallet, you know, in the purse, the whole nine yards. And kind of quite unconsciously, because I live in Arizona and I'm used to wearing sunglasses all the time, without even thinking about it, I flipped my purse open to, um, you know, because I was, you know, unconsciously kind of, oh, I need my sunglasses, forgetting that they weren't there opened the purse only to have the sunglasses fall out of the purse. They were literally on top of that space. So, again, I was, you know, having a conversation with Bill about it. We were talking about that R space and D space and what happens when R space and D space become the same space. And, you know, is there a way to consciously choose that something that you left somewhere shows up somewhere else? Or is there a way to consciously choose to manifest something from the unseen realms? I don't know. I haven't. I I definitely um, don't see a way around doing that. What I am noticing, however, is that in a in a particular state of being, in a particular state of allowance, there is. There are opportunities presented there that just aren't available when you are in some level of knowing. So um, it it was almost as if because I was, well, I won't even speculate. I don't know the answer to that. What I do know is that it's happening more and more often, and it's happening more and more often not only for me but for other people that, I've been interacting with and and every time I go back to it I'm looking at this new neurology. I'm looking at R space and D space being the same space. I'm looking at physical reality, the physical domain kind of giving way to all kinds of other um information, that information which is beyond which has been beyond uh, kind of visible light. So all of a sudden something else is available. So as we play today in the energy, what I would like to do is just see where we can go as far as, one, really anchoring this new neurology, two, kind of allowing our space and D-space to cohabitate and to have it for you all to have your own experiences with this cohabitation so that you know what it is for you. Um, You begin to function, you know, even to the slightest degree beyond limitation, beyond, and have what was unconscious begin to become conscious within you. So let's play for the next 20 minutes and see where we go. 
So if everybody will find a place to just relax, be comfortable. Again, we're going to just ask that the collective consciousness of those of you who are listening in share what's needed, what can be supportive to you. Okay. So the first place you're taking me is what I would call, it's not the pineal gland, but almost if you were to go dead center in the brain. Okay, so wherever that, if you were to draw an equal crossbar right through the center of the brain, where is that point for you? And from that point, we're going to create a little bit of Space. We're going to create a wave. Okay. So right from that equal crossbar, let's use this tone just to move this a pulse wave out throughout that neurology. Okay, here we go. Nice inhale and exhale. And just allow that space to expand. So it's like the mind chatter, the noise will go from noise to silence. The space will go from limited to expanded. That visceral sensation in the physical body of... mm, Some of you are on a little bit of high alert, almost anticipating, seeing, experiencing something along those lines. So drop out of anticipation. Put your awareness on the space, on the expansion, on the vastness. There we go. And let's go right to the heart space. And let that heart space find coherence with this new neurology. So on a really practical level, the majority of humanity has a hard time being accepting, appreciative, curious about other human beings who are, you know, appear to be slightly different than them or slightly. So sometimes there can be an energy within us, an unconscious energetic pattern, that if some of these capacities and capabilities actually became available to you, 
would that make you, quote, unquote, too different? And there, within the heart space, there is a, sometimes there can be a resistance or a reluctance to experience more of who we really are because the collective human consciousness has a tendency to um, alienate differences, right? So wherever you notice that for yourself, let's just expand, expand, expand. So if some of your capacities and capabilities became available to you and you began to function in the physical domain from those capacities and capabilities, could it be that you could, by being yourself, really awaken others to their own possibilities and potentials, to the reality that we are all much more than we perceive ourselves to be. There we go. So there's what you're showing me is this movement of energy. It's almost like a rewiring of energy through the heart space. that is coherent with a rewiring of energy from this new neurology. It's like they're syncing up. So and in some ways you could consider that that our space, the unseen might be that energy of the heart. And D space, the scene, might be that domain of the mental process, the, the, the brain. And what would, we've talked about in the past, and I know you've heard, you know, when the head and the heart are working together, you know, what's available, but maybe these two domains working coherently allow for that space in between. So it's like you're showing me new roots, new new pathways within the heart space, new pathways within the neurological process. And those pathways could almost be overlaid on top of each other. They're they're coherent to the point that they are almost functioning as one. So on a really practical level, what would what could this world be like if we allowed these two spaces to coexist 
if we allowed the heart space <coughs> to do its job, the mind, neurological process, mental body to kind of do its job, but do it so coherently that what gets created is really seeped in in love. Kya ta kama ayoko yete kimate sokokuema kiete. I hatate kya to emma isetate kita. Okay. Deep inhale and exhale. So let's play with this merging of the occipital lobe and the third eye. So if you had the image of... uh, It's interesting what you're showing me. It's, It's almost like two... If you had two two circles indicating the eyes and one circle indicating the third eye. It's almost what you're showing me is that one circle moving back and forth over both of those two circles over the eyes, right? And then all of a sudden it stops. And then the two eyes begin to merge into the one and expand back out to the two. It's almost like a um, they're attempting to come into phase. So perception of sight through human neurology and perception of sight in the seen world and perception of sight in the unseen world. Just beginning to merge, just coming into phase. Okay. So different experiences for different people. But even the opportunity to look at something physical and to see it differently than you've ever seen it before. To very practically, to look at your spouse, to look at your child, look at your friend, see something different than you've ever seen before. See deeper might be one of the opportunities. There we go. And just allowing that in-phase experience to really merge with this spaciousness. So the R-space and D-space of sight 
just merging in a vastness of being. So one of the other places that you're really drawing me to is the throat. And I have noticed also a lot lately, a lot of throat stuff for people. Um, And that even the voice, yeah, it's going to happen now anyway. So even the voice, shifting the frequency of the voice. So we have a perceptual experience of hearing our own voice and there is unseen information that is also available through the sound of our own voice or somebody else's voice. And so allowing that first for ourselves, so first for your own voice, You hear it and perceive it a particular way. And others perceive it and hear it a particular way. And yet, as our space and D-space function more coherently, your own voice holds information. Information to you. So on a very practical level, you may hear yourself say something to someone and for the first time you really hear what you're saying to them. You hear what that actually means to you versus what the words may say. So this merging of the auditory experience of your own voice and kind of the extrasensory awareness of what you're actually saying. And allowing those two to come into phase, the R space and D space of hearing your own voice. There we go. Nice inhale and exhale. And as we allow it to move into phase, put that in phase energy right into the space, into the vastness of your being into the expansion of you. Here we go.
deep inhale and exhale. So for some of you, hearing your voice and knowing what's really being said as you speak, knowing what's really being offered as you voice, may actually have an emotional component to it. It might have an emotional component because you may notice that patterns of limitation that may have had you not quite articulating as clearly as you would like, conveying information as clearly as you would like. So on the one hand, there can be energy moving out of this new, this new coherent state and or you become aware of what's actually offered from the vastness of your being because you voice something to someone, because you share. Both of those opportunities are kind of like different faces of the same coin, different sides of the same coin. So either something is moving out that you become very consciously aware of in order to allow this awareness of what capacity your voice in the world actually has and or you've simply become aware of that capacity. So either way, heading to capacity. There we go. Koko muita takia sata timea ko muita. Okieta takiete. All right. Let's see. So as we move forward in some of these pure presence episodes, we'll work with a variety of R-space and D-space experiences, merging those, adding coherence. But regardless of what you work with on your own as well, if when you work with it, if you will bring it into resonance, coherence, and then move it into the vastness of your being, instead of trying to make something happen or trying to do this merge, you literally become it. So again, it's not so much how do I figure out how to do this as you allow this merge to occur and as you move that into the space of the vastness of your being, it's almost like you are informing the vastness of your being that this is now available and available as needed. It'll show up. Experiences will manifest. Awarenesses will be had. Consciousness will be gained. 
Here we go. Atatekiamakokoetai. Okay. So let's set this. Here we go. Nice deep inhale and exhale. So if you've drifted a little bit during this experience, allow yourself to be right here, right now. And even as you're here, right here, right now, still sensing that vastness, still sensing that expansion. And finding your breath, relaxing into your breath, moving the breath through the body, And allow even the breath to be a reminder of expansion, vastness. And now, stretching arms and legs, wiggling fingers and toes. Maybe rotating your neck, shrugging your shoulders. There we go. Nice big stretch. And three nice deep inhalations and exhalations. And on the third exhale, breathe your eyes open. Open. All right. So I highly recommend you not think too much about what we just played with. Again, ponder it, give it consideration, but then just drop it into the vastness of your being. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Let it expand so that it can begin to kind of project out into your outer landscape and begin to offer you back some awarenesses and experiences. Not because you do anything, but because you be that energy. There you go. All right. Thank you for sharing this time with me. You've done some powerful aligning today, and over the coming days you will begin to notice the effects of this alignment. Please notice what you notice and be easy on yourself as unproductive patterns are released and a fuller expression of your pure presence emerges. The effects of these sessions are cumulative, so please join me again on April 4th for another episode of Pure Presence. For those interested in our newest population of children, you can join me on March 28th for Peer Presence All About the Kids. For more information about Peer Presence and my other work, please visit my website at suzymiller.com. Our next Awesomeism certification process will begin on April 7th. Please contact me directly through the website for a free 20-minute consultation to see if this process is right for you. In 2015, The Level 1 certification process will be offered by the Level 3 certified practitioners while I continue to offer Level 2 and 3. 
Our next Autism Healing Intention Program will begin in June, and we will hold a free telecall about the program toward the end of March. Register for this telecall at www.naturaltreatmentforautism.com. Coming up next on the Awakening Zone at 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time is the New Consciousness Review with host Miriam Knight. Miriam will be talking to health writer and lecturer Denise Minger as she critiques the USDA guidelines for health in her series, Death by Food Pyramid. Enjoy your weekend, and until next time on Pure Presence, many, many blessings. and inspiration for our evolving consciousness.